we'll do canto 5 chapter 18 it says the prayers offered to the lord by the residents of jambudvipa shri sukhdev goswami said bhadrashrava the son of dharmaraj ruled the track of land known as bhadravarsha varsha bhadrava varsha just as lord shiva worship shankarshana in ilavarta varsha bhadrashrava accompanied by his intimate servants and all the residents of the land worships the plenary expansion of vasudev known as hayashirsa lord hayashirsa is a very dear to the devotees and he is the director of the religious principles fixed in the topmost trance bhadrashrava and his associates offer their respectful obeisances to the lord and chant the following prayers with careful pronunciation so these are the prayers that are being offered to the divine lord so we will see what the prayers are the ruler bhadrashrava and his intimate associates utter the following prayers we offer our respectful obeisances unto the supreme personality of godhead the reservoir of all religious principles who cleanses the heart of the conditioned soul in the material world again and again we offer our respectful obeisances unto him alas how wonderful is it that the foolish materialist does not heed the great dangers of impending death he knows that death will surely come and yet he is nevertheless callous and neglectful if his father dies he wants to enjoy his father's property and if the son dies he wants to enjoy his son's possessions as well in either case he heedlessly tries to enjoy material happiness with the acquired money go on born one learn vedic scholars who are advanced in the spiritual knowledge certainly know that this material world is perishable as do other logicians and philosophers in trance they realize the factual position of this world and they preach the truth as well yet even they are sometimes bewildered by your illusory energy this is your own wonderful pastime therefore i can understand that your illusory energy is very wonderful and i offer my respectful obeisance unto you so this is this is the prayer that is being said to krishna and what is mentioned over here as even those who have reached the state of the divine consciousness in this form of what is called as real self realization they can also get carried away by what is called as maya maya is the illusory potency of the divine lord and because of which maya can attack an any individual at any given moment in time when the person will be helpless oh lord although you are completely detached from the creation maintenance and annihilation of this material world and are not directly affected by these activities they are all attributed to you we do not wonder at this for your inconceivable energies perfectly qualify you to the cause of all causes you are the active principle in everything although you are separate from everything thus we realize that everything is happening because of your inconceivable energy the lord himself doesn't do anything what the lord does is he is constantly in a state of meditative bliss that means he is not interacting with anything whereas 
his potencies are those which are working in this world anything that is happening can never be attributed to the divine lord because he though creation annihilation destruction you know maintenance everything is happening in in under his domain yet we cannot point fingers at him and say that he is responsible for all the problems in the world or he is responsible for all the goodness in the world there is nothing that can be put at his feet and said that he is doing it because everything is done by his maya by his divine potencies at the end of the millennium ignorance personified assumed the form of a demon stole all the vedas and took them down to the planet of rasatara the supreme lord however in his form of high grave retrieved the vedas and returned them to lord brahma when he begged for them i offered my respectful obeisance unto the supreme lord whose determination never fails at the end of the millennium means just when everything is coming to an end at that particular point in time the demon is taking away the vedas that means what the principles which are responsible for the creation the maintenance and the destruction of this universe the principles all these principles are dissolving they are dissolving and they are going to the rasada you know there are various levels of what we call as hell in english you call it hell <laughs> but actually it is the bottom bottommost part of the domain we call it rasatala tala tala you know patala all these you know tala tala means bottom all right tala tala means bottom so it's believed that some demon is taking it and all these vedas and is vanishing at the bottom of the pit and the divine lord in the form of hygrim is supposed to go and get it back sukdev sukdev goswami yeah sukdev goswami continued my dear my dear king lord narsimha dev resides in the track of land known as harivarsha in the seventh canto of shrimad bhagavatam i shall describe to you how prahlad maharaj cause the world to assume the form of narsimha dev prahlad maharaj the topmost devotee of the lord is a reservoir of all the good qualities of great personalities his character and activities have delivered all the fallen members of his demonic family lord narsimha dev is very dear to the exalted personality thus prahlad maharaj along with his servants and all the denizens of the harivarsha worship lord narsimha dev by chanting the following mantra now this is prahlad's mantra so it is this entire thing is nothing but going to be prayers right from the beginning to the end but it is describing the qualities which you cannot attribute to the divine lord but the qualities which we can actually visualize and see in the material world are being attributed to the divine lord so we will see how they are i offer my respectful obeisance unto lord narsimha dev the source of all power oh my lord who possesses nails and teeth just like thunderbolts kindly vanquish our demon like desires for fruitive energy activity in this material world please reappear in our hearts and drive away our ignorance so that your by your mercy we may become fearless in the struggle of existence in this material world may there be good fortune throughout the universe and may all the envious persons be pacified may all living entities become calm by practicing bhakti yoga for by accepting devotional service they will think of each other's welfare 
therefore let us all engage in the service of the supreme transcendence lord sri krishna and always remain absorbed in thought of him my dear lord we pray that we may never feel attraction for the prison of family life consisting of home wife children friends bank balances relatives and so on if we do have some attachment let it be for devotees only those only dear friends in krishna is krishna whose only dear friend is krishna a person who is actually self realized and who has controlled his mind is perfectly satisfied with the bare necessities of life he does not try to gratify his senses such a person quickly advances in krishna consciousness whereas others who are too attached to material things finds advancement very difficult so attachment that is the root cause of all our worries and all our problems by associating with persons for whom the supreme personality of god had mukunda is the all in all one can hear of his powerful activities and soon come to understand them the activities of mukunda are so potent that simply by hearing of them one immediately associates with the lord for a person who is constantly and very eagerly hears narration of the lord's powerful activities the absolute truth the personality of godhead in the form of sound vibrations enters within the heart and cleanses it by all of all contamination what is uh, being mentioned over here is about the bhakti marg we are all supposed to follow the bhakti marg now in the bhakti marg one of the very important thing that happens is called kirtan bhajan words are being said isn't it if you go to any temple or if you go to any of these places where bhajans kirtans where they take the name of the lord where they recite the poetries or different forms of activities are done by singing and dancing at that places all these devotees of the lord are gathering together and when they hear, when we hear these particular verses or these words which are praising the lord what is happening in this chapter is also the praises isn't it the words are falling in our ears the moment they fall in our ears the cleansing starts happening to that individual on the other hand although bathing in the ganga diminishes bodily contaminations and infections this process and the process of visiting holy places can cleanse the heart only after a long time therefore who is the sane man who will not associate with the devotees to quickly perfect his life see in the last chapter if you recollect we were doing that particular verse about ganga nadi isn't it in this particular chapter it is mentioned that even if you go and wash yourself of all the sins in the ganga or you do whatever that you want to visit all the holy places in the world still reaching the supreme divine consciousness that is krishna's domain is the toughest thing in the world it's very very difficult but what is the easiest thing to do the easiest thing to, for you to do is to always be associated with the devotees of the divine lord that means what when there are where there are group of associate devotees together that is a place satsang happens and where the satsang is happening 
at that particular place the div divinity stands in that particular person that means the heart of that person gets purified very fast the reverse is also true the reverse is when you say anything bad against any devotee of the lord at that point in time you are moving away from the divinity so the lord himself will not be available to those kind of people those who say something completely vipareet completely reverse or something bad about another devotee all the demigods and their exalted qualities such as religion knowledge and renunciation become manifest in the body of one who has developed unalloyed devotion for the supreme personality of godhead vasudev on the other hand a person devoid of devotional service and engaged in material activities has no good qualities even if he is adept at the practice of mystic yoga or the honest endeavor of maintaining his family and relatives he must be driven by his own mental speculation and must engage in the service of the lord's external energy how can there be any good qualities in such a man so he is describing two types of people one who is a devotee of the lord who is constantly in company with the other devotees is lost in the divine is always completely with the divine lord whereas the other one on the other side one who does not have any devotion for the divine yet this person may be reading all the vedas and the shastras may be reciting them may be going to temples or he may be going to the places of worship or he may be even taking part in discussions related to god see the devotees of the lord are completely different their their nature is not the same as the people who visit the temples people who visit the temples they have a motivation their motivation is they want something in life isn't it and because they want something in life that is the reason why they are constantly in asking for something uh, actually uh, some time back ramkrishna ji had sent some message to me I don't know. There were some two-three pings on my phone. The lottery is online, so I was wondering whether they wanted to come or what. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. So, <clears throat> so even if the person is involved in the mystic yoga, what is the mystic yoga? The yoga means union with God. Union with God can happen in any form, by the way. All right. it could be hatha yoga also it could be meditation also meditation doesn't actually take us closer to god the way you look at it you see the moment a person is made in meditation he says i was meditating and then when he gets out of meditation what he says i just finished meditating if you know that you are going in meditation and if you know that you are getting out of meditation it is not called meditation at all <laughs> you know in school teacher tells us you know she takes a cane and she tells us kneel down do this homework do that homework and think about it does the child actually want to do that homework no <laughs> it's like you know you have your children and the child is not eating that sabji which you have made especially the greens that are there no 
you try giving him palak or some such type of thing and the child is is going to make all sorts of faces and then you, if you don't eat you are not going to get the sweets if you don't eat this i will not take you out and the child reluctantly will like that and eat so exactly what happens to those people who are doing this kind of a meditation it is a forced kind of a meditation that is not going to give anybody any sort of fruit fruit means association with god is not going to give you that it's a forced kind of a meditation so even those who are performing this mystic yoga actually today uh, in canada and in united states they have started yoga classes where they give you uh, marijuana drugs and then you do the yogas so you can get closer to the divine maybe i i really don't know how that is going to give you closeness to the god but i think it will definitely give you closeness to that you know next time also you will want to attend the classes more often okay so <laughs> you get double dose over there <laughs> you get your dose this side and you get your dose that side also <laughs> this is very strange mm. so just as aquatics always desires to remain in the vast mass of water all conditioned living entities naturally desire to remain in the vast existence of the supreme lord therefore if someone very great by material calculation fails to take shelter of the supreme soul but instead becomes attached to the material household life his greatness is like that of a young low class couple one who is attached to material life loses all good spiritual qualities and this is a, this is another strange verse where he is saying that suppose now there is a devotee of the lord and the devotee suddenly starts taking interest in this material world and uh, this particular devotee being interested in the material world he is bothered about his wife his children is this and that so what happens is the person's attention goes from the divine to the household and the, the moment that happens then whatever spiritual knowledge that person might have acquired during this particular period that he has been a devotee that starts waning away so that is what happens to that person so the good spiritual qualities wane therefore our demons give up the so called happiness of family life and simply take shelter at the lotus feet of lord narsimha dev which is the actual shelter of fearlessness entanglement in family life is a root cause of material attachment indefatigable desires moroseness anger despair fear and the desire for false prestige all of which results in the repetition of birth and death are uh, these these are the things which every normal human being has to go through isn't it he is gets angry he is in despair he is fear he has desires his false prestige i want this i want that this is what i desire that is what i desire all these things then he has material attachments all kinds of things are his needs and that is the reason why he falls down and he becomes um, a human or he comes again back onto this material realm again and again maybe as a human being or maybe as some sort of an animal or a bird or whatever sukhdev goswami continued in the track of land called ketu mala varsha lord vishnu lived in the form of kamdev only for the satisfaction of his devotees this includes lakshmi ji that is goddess of fortune prajapati samvatsara and all the samvatsara son and daughters the daughters of prajapati are considered the controlling deities of the nights 
and his sons are considered the controllers of the day. The Prajapati's offerings number 36,000, one for each day and each night in the lifetime of human beings. At the end of each year, the Prajapati's daughter becomes very agitated upon seeing the extremely effulgent disc of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus they all suffer miscarriages. Now this verse is sounding very strange, you know, suddenly in the middle of nowhere the verse is coming and what is this Prajapati and what is all this Lord Vishnu in a particular form of Kamdev? Remember, we are all talking of, the, the stories look like some uh, vague stories from some place. No. What we are trying to understand over here is the Lord in the form of Kamdev. When the desire for sexual gratification arises, it comes under the domain of Prajapati, that is daylight and night time, both this. So, when the Divine Lord is there, present in this, there are 36,000. What is 36,000 you will wonder, isn't it? Do you remember one day I was telling you, suppose we have 10 hours in a day, okay, then one day will be 10 hours, then 20 hours means second day, 30 hours means third day. It's because the sun is going, the sun is there and the earth is going around the sun, so we have 365 days. But 360 is the number of days for what we say as one year. 365 is after our calculation, because we have moved away slightly, tilt is more, so on and so forth, that is the reason why. So anyway, what he's trying to say is 100 years, right? 100 years, so for each 100 years, these, these days and nights are divided, isn't it? And when this becomes much more, when the sexual energy in a person becomes much more, what happens? He gets attached to the material realm much more, isn't it? And that is a time when this, at the end of each year, Prajapati's daughters becomes very agitated upon seeing the extreme effulgence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Extremely effulgent. Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of Kama Dev. That means the power of Kama, the potency of sexual gratification becomes much, much more. The desire to have something that happens to be much, much more. That is the reason why what happens when the desire becomes too high at that point in time, the children. Those who are there, they are not getting fructified into, into human beings, but they are going away in the form of miscarriages. See the verse. And thus they all suffer miscarriages. In Ketumala Varsha, Lord Kamdev, that is Pradyumna, moves very graciously. His mild smile is very beautiful. And when he increases the beauty of his face by slightly raising his eyebrows and glancing playfully, he pleases the goddess of fortune, thus he enjoys his transcendental senses. It is actually what is happening is, whatever the Lord is doing in the form of Pradyumna, that particular energy is transmitted on to every other person. And because of that it is, you know, <laughs> So what the Lord is doing, everybody else is also doing. Accompanied during the daytime by the sons of the Prajapati. See, daytime it is Prajapati's sons, okay? 
that is the predominant deities during the day and accompanied at night by these daughters that is the deities of the night Lakshmi Devi worships the Lord during the period known as Samvatsara in his most merciful form as Kamadev fully absorbed in the devotional service she chants the following mantra let me offer my respectful obeisance unto the supreme personality of Godhead Lord Rishikesha the controller of all my senses and the origin of everything as the supreme master of all bodily, mental and the intellectual activities, he is the only enjoyer of their results. The five sense objects and the eleven senses, including the mind, are his partial manifestation. Now you will wonder what is this eleven thing. Eleven, if you remember, that is five organs of, that is sense organs and five organs of action. Alright? Two. Five plus five. That is eyes, ears so on and so forth and hands legs right plus all these 10 plus the mind that is 11 all right the five sense objects and 11 senses including the mind are his partial manifestation he supplies all the necessities of life which are his energy and thus non-different from him and he is the cause of everyone's bodily and mental prowess which is also non-different from him indeed he is the husband and the provider of necessities of all living entities the purpose of all the Vedas is to worship Him. Therefore, let us offer Him our respectful obeisance. May He always be favorable towards us in this life and the next. My dear Lord, You are certainly the fully independent master of all the senses. Therefore, all women who worship You by strictly observing vows because they wish to acquire a husband to satisfy their senses are surely under illusion. They do not know that such a husband cannot actually give protection to them or their children. Nor can he protect their wealth or duration of life, for he himself is dependent on time, fruitive results and the modes of nature which are all subordinate to you. Now what happens is, when all the women, when they are praying for getting a husband to the Divine Lord, at that point in time, they get a human form of a body in the form of a human being as the husband. Whereas that particular individual is not in a position to take care of anything. So what is happening is, the potency which is there in that person is the divine potency of the creative energy of the Lord. But the moment the creative energy is finished, when the work is done, when that particular aspect of the divine Lord is over, then that particular individual which is supposed to be the husband of that person becomes a redundant entity. So the one who is taking care of the children and the family thereafter is only the Divine Lord or His potency. I hope you understand this verse. He alone who is never afraid but who on the contrary gives complete shelter to all the fearful persons can actually become a husband and a protector. Therefore my Lord, you are the only husband and no one else can claim this position. If you are not the only husband, you would be afraid of others. Therefore, persons learned in all the Vedic literature accept you, only your lordship as everyone's master and they think no one else a better husband and a protector than you. So what is called as now here in this case, it is called the essence. E-S-S-E-N-C-E. -E. Now the essence is what? Which produces the next generation. Now, this essence is the divine potency of the lord. The divine potency of the Lord is as if engulfed in this particular form of what we say as the husband. So every time when a woman prays to the divine Lord for getting a husband, 
she gets Sri Krishna himself as her husband. Only for that particular time being, for that particular portion of his life. But the body which is coming in front of her is incapable of fulfilling all the divine desires that are that are there in that person. So I hope you understand this verse again. My dear Lord, you automatically fulfill all the desires of a woman who worships your lotus feet in pure love. However, if a woman worships your lotus feet for a particular purpose, you also quickly fulfill her desires. But in the end, she becomes broken hearted and laments. Therefore, one need not worship your lotus feet for some material benefits. So we should never catch the feet of Krishna for anything that is material in this world. Suppose if you say, I want, I want money, I want power, I want this, I want that. Krishna is not at all interested in giving you. Actually, even if you get it, just because his universe is listening to you, it will be of no use to you. Because at the end of it, the person is going to be broken hearted and will lament for the rest of their lives. O Supreme Unconquerable Lord, when they become absorbed in the thought of material enjoyment, Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva as well as other demigods and demons undergo severe penances and austerities to receive my benediction. But I do not favor anyone, however great he may be, unless he is always engaged in the service of your lotus feet. Because I always keep within your heart, I cannot favor anyone but a devotee. Only a devotee is allowed to enter the domains or the portals of the divine being that is Sri Krishna. O infallible one, your lotus palm is a source of all benediction. Therefore, your pure devotee worships it and you are very mercifully placed your hand on their head. I wish that you also place your hand on my head, for although you already bear my insignia of golden streaks on your chest, that is Sri Vatsa. I regard this honor as merely a kind of a false prestige for me. You show your real mercy to your devotees, not to me. Of course, you are the absolute supreme controller and no one can understand your motives. Sukhdev Goswami continued. In Ramayaka Varsha, these are all the different. Varsha means, remember yesterday I said these are the land, tracts of land, where Vaivatsa Manu ruled the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared as Lord Matsya at the end of the last era. That is the Chakshu Manavantara. Vaivatsa Manu now worships Lord Matsya in pure devotional service and chants the following mantra. Now, this is all the different, different places where these different praises are being heaped on the Divine Lord. I offer my respectful obeisance unto Supreme Personality of Godhead who is pure transcendence. He is the origin of all life, bodily strength, mental power and sensory ability. Known as Matsyavtara, the gigantic fish incarnation. He appears first among all the incarnations. Again I offer my obeisance unto him. My dear Lord, just as the puppeteer controls his dancing dolls and a husband controls his wife, is that so? <laughs> so your lordship controls all the living entities in the universe, such as Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas and Shudras. Although you are in everyone's heart as the supreme witness and the commander are outside everyone as well, the so-called leaders of societies, communities and the countries cannot realize you. Only those who hear the vibration of the Vedic mantras can appreciate you. Now you will wonder why did I stop in the middle to, to make that joke. Don't you, don't you think that this is the time where the, that demon is coming and robbing all the Vedas and going away? <laughs> this is the fourth Yuga. 
So this is the time when the, all the Vedas are getting robbed. Hardly anybody knows what Vedas are all about. Even the potency of the Lord which is going to be coming in the next few millennia, this entire millennia, will be behaving exactly like this. There will be very little knowledge available. Only the knowledge which is involved for the purpose of devotion will be available. Beyond that, the pure domain of the knowledge that was the Vedas will disappear completely. So, if you see, it's not going to be there. I, I was, uh, I was uh, listening to one uh, conversation that was happening uh, on some YouTube. So at that point in time, there was this uh, person who has become an atheist. So he was asking a question. What he said was this. He said that uh, the Divine Lord, you know, he has written the... Uh, this was uh, Christianity and atheism that was the dialogue. So he says the Christianity, Bible is supposed to be the final word of everything, isn't it? So he says in that the God is saying that the demon is bad, he does this, he does that. There are brimstones and fires in the hell and so on and so forth. So this man is asking, but you see the devil has not come with his book, you know. In, if the devil comes with his book, what will happen? He is going to say something bad about God. He is not going to say anything good. And then in the next line he says, Think about it. Everybody who does something bad is going to go to hell, isn't it? And why will the devil, who is supposed to be the person, incarnation of all the bad things in the world, why will he welcome a person and feel happy with it and roast him and toast him? He says, Chalo, our gang ka admi a gaya. You know, <laughs> my gang man has come. I should enjoy my party over there. Why should he go and roast him? Think about it. Logically, if you see, if there are a, a group of gundas, you see, if some great Gunda is also joining their gang, why would he want to roast him or toast him, sir? He is anyway going to welcome him and he will say, Chalo, chalo, let us toast to each other. You know, he is not going to do anything bad. So this person who was giving this uh, argument says, so why should the person who goes to hell has to actually go, he is bad, no doubt about it, that person is bad. But why should he be roasted? Why should he go through that fire? Why should he be poked by the devil and all? The devil should be on the contrary happy and welcome him. Chalo, mera aur ek gang ka admi aaya. Like that. <laughs> so now, coming back to this reality over here. This yuga, this is, the, this is the last yuga that is there. The entire Vedas have disappeared by the way. They are no longer there. So everything that is there, you know, used to happen in a divine way is now happening in a completely different way. It's not going to be like that. So you will find that acceptance of those things which were not at all there in the last millennia will happen now. So there was a very big article that had come which I was reading and first it said that the Pope was blessing 12 couples who are getting married today. 
okay in the church they are getting married in the church he is blessing these 12 couples now these 12 couples are from young to old to up to 50 years of age they have been living in together relationship for the last many many years so the question was the bible doesn't allow this isn't it so how is the pope allowing this now why is he sanctioning it and just below that was another line which said that if that is the case then recently the pope went and christ they do the christening ceremony no they bless the child when the child is born so the naming ceremony as we saw okay so during that particular ceremony the pope went and blessed the child and the child was non born out of wedlock not born out of wedlock so how can the child be blessed was the next question that was asked in this article now you think about all these things that i said doesn't that tell you something doesn't that tell you see i am not blaming christianity in hinduism christianity or any for that matter religion is one and the same there is no difference hinduism also has there are so many things that are going on just because this was the news that is why i am telling you but think about it this way in today's day and age there is no that line that thin line between evil or good or bad and all is no longer there it has completely erased itself out so everything that happens today is jayas is allowed now let us come to the vedas which were the basic rules or the tenets which were laid down or what we say as what noahs not noahs uh, moses went and brought those tablets isn't it on that the rules were written none of the rules are getting followed today none of them except two except two the punishment for one for murder the government definitely gives punishment for murder isn't it but the rest of the eight there is no answer so now the eight have completely vanished from the 10 commandments go and read the commandments you will find that the eight commandments have completely got erased now only two are remaining and the two will also disappear in the coming few yugas in this age because the complete breakdown in the vedas or what we call as the framework is not it is not there the framework is not going to exist so this is the current yuga so only those who hear the vedic vay mantras can appreciate it my lord from the great leaders of this universe such as the lord brahma and other demigods due down to the political leaders of the world all are envious of your authority without your help however they cannot they can neither separately nor concertedly maintain the innumerable living entities within the universe you are actually the only maintainer of all human beings of animals and the cows and the asses and of the plants the reptiles the birds the mountains whatever else is visible within the material world every human being including the politicians since meri wajah se sab chal raha hai but there is nothing like that finally at the end of the day even that politician has to bow down to the divine lord o almighty lord at the end of the millennia this planet earth which is the source of all kinds of herbs drugs and trees 
was inundated by water and drowned beneath the devastating waves. At that time you protected me along with the earth and roamed the sea with great speed. Remember, this is the same thing which is mentioned. Just now we said Noah, no? So during the next evolution that is going to happen. Evolution means the earth is evolving. One yuga is over, then the next yuga will come. Again the same, the whole earth is going to get inundated with water. After that the new one will start once again. You protected me along with the earth and roamed the sea with great speed. As a fish, fish avatar, matsya avatar. One born one, you are the actual maintainer of the entire universal creation and therefore you are the cause of all living entities. I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. Sukhdev Goswami continued, In Hiranyamaya Varsha, a supreme lord Vishnu lives in the form of a tortoise, that is Kurma. This most dear and beautiful form is always worshipped there in devotional service to Aryama, the chief resident of the Hiranyamaya Varsha. Along with the other inhabitants of that land, of that land they chant the following hymns. Now this is the next one. O oh my dear Lord, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you, who have assumed the form of a tortoise. You are the reservoir of all the transcendental qualities and being entirely un- untinged by matter. You are perfectly situated in pure goodness. You move here and there in the water, but no one can discern your position. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. Because of your transcendental position, you are not limited by past, present and the future. You are present everywhere as the shelter of all things and therefore I offer my respectful obeisance unto you again and again. My dear Lord, this visible cosmic manifestation is the demonstration of your own true creative energy. Since the countless varieties of forms within this cosmic manifestation are simply a display of your external energy, this Virat Rupa, that is the universal body of yours, is not your real form. That means Maya's creation, this entire world, is in the form of birds, bees, animals, human beings, mountains, lakes, all these is his Virat Swarup. It is not his real form. Except for a devotee in transcendental consciousness, no one can perceive your actual form. Only the one who is a devotee of the divine can see his personal form. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. My dear Lord, you manifest yourself, your manifest your different energies in countless forms as living entities born from wombs, from eggs and from perspiration. As plants and trees, they grow out of the earth. As living entities both moving and standing, including the demigods, the learned sages and the pitas. As outer space, as the higher planetary system containing the heavenly planets. And as the planet earth with its hills, rivers, seas, oceans and islands. Indeed, all the stars and the planets are simple manifestations of your different energies. But originally, you are the one without a second. Therefore, there is nothing beyond you. This entire cosmic manifestation is therefore not false, but is simply a temporary manifestation of your inconceivable energy. Oh my dear Lord, your name, form and bodily features are expanded in countless forms. No one can determine exactly how many forms exist. Yet you yourself in the incarnation as the learned scholar Kapil Dev have analyzed the cosmic manifestation as containing 24 elements. Therefore, if one is interested in Sankhya philosophy, that is the philosophy of the knowledge okay that is the first philosophy which was taught by Sri Krishna by which one can enumerate the different truths he must hear it from you unfortunately non-devotees simply count the different elements and remain ignorant of your actual form I offer my respectful obeisance unto you Sukhdev Goswami said dear king the supreme lord in his bore incarnation who accepts 
all kinds of sacrificial offerings lives in the northern part of Jambudvipa. Therefore, in the tract of land known as Uttarkuru worship, Mother Earth and all other inhabitants worship Him. With unfailing devotional service by repeatedly chanting the following Upanishads mantra, O Lord, we offer our respectful obeisance unto You as the gigantic person. Simply by chanting the mantra, we shall be able to understand You fully. You are the Yajna, the sacrifice. You are the Kratu, the ritual. Therefore, all the ritualistic ceremonies of sacrifice are a part of your transcendental body and you are the only enjoyer of all sacrifices. Your form is composed of transcendental goodness. You are known as Tri Yuga. Because in Kali Yuga, you appear as concealed incarnation and because you always fully possess the three pairs of opulences. The only Yuga in which the Divine Lord comes and conceals Himself completely is the last Yuga which is called the Kali Yuga. Whereas in all the other yugas, he will perform all the actions possible, including create all the miracles that are necessary during the three yugas. But except in the last yuga, when the Divine Lord appears, he will always come in a concealed form. He is never going to divulge his true identity or his real intentions. By manipulating the fire generated stick, great saints and sages can bring forth the fire lying dormant within wood. In the same way, O Lord, these experts in understanding the Absolute Truth try to see you in everything, even in their own bodies. Yet you remain, yeah, I will tell you, yet you remain concealed. You are not to be understood by direct, indirect processes involving mental or physical activities. Because you are self-manifested. Only when you see that a person is wholeheartedly engaged in searching for you, will you reveal yourself. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. I shall finish and then shall answer your question. The object of material enjoyment, that is sound, form, taste, touch and smell, the activities of the senses, the controller of sensory or activities, that is the demigods, the body, the eternal time and egotism are all creations of your material energy. Those whose intelligence has become fixed by perfect execution of the mystic yoga can see that all these elements result from the action of your external energy. They also can see your transcendental form as super soul in the background of everything. Therefore, I repeatedly offer my respectful obeisance unto you. O Lord, you do not desire the creation, maintenance or the annihilation of this material world. But you perform these activities for the conditioned soul by your creative energy. Exactly as a piece of iron moves under the influence of the lodestone, inert matter moves when you glance over the total material energy. My Lord, as the original bore within this universe, you fought and killed the great demon Hiranyaksha. Therefore, then you lifted me, that is the earth, from the Garbhoktakshaya ocean in the end of your tusk, exactly in the sporting elephant plicks a lotus flower from the water. I bow down before you. This ends the chapter 18 of Canto 5. Now I shall take up your question. Why does the Divine Lord conceal Himself during this particular period? That is the last Yuga. The reason is very much when the last Yuga starts, at that point in time, the man is purely externalized. Is purely externalized. That means the domain which used to rule him to go inwards, that that which was making him go inwards is completely lost on him. There is no way in which he understands that the Lord lives inside of him. 
the lord is not concealed the way you think about it it is ignorance which is concealing ignorance is covering the lord and what is ignorance nothing but maya herself and when maya conceals the lord it is not possible for normal human beings to see the lord in any divine form you are looking at something coming out from his head or something like that you think that from his hand some rays light will come nothing like that happens <laughs> because maya is concealing him maya concealing him is actually in the form of ignorance that person has the one who is the observer the one who is the seer he is not able to see anything except darkness and this darkness is darkness of ignorance so the lord is himself not concealing see in the last line it is mentioned that the lord himself doesn't do anything if the lord is not doing anything then who is doing it so in the last line again it is said that his divine potency is the one which conceals him and the divine potency is nothing but maya herself maya covers the lord in the form of ignorance and because she comes in the form of ignorance on top of our eyes so we do not see the divine lord right in front of our nose as well so i hope you understand the lord is not concealing himself it is we who are concealing we are wearing dark colored glasses you know so we see the world dark we have to remove the glasses that means what to you have to become a devotee of the lord go inwards towards the heart and then only you will see the divine effulgence of the lord okay so we shall end over here ha huh? okay